talking about Paul's deep. He's talking about Paul's deep. We're talking about Paul's deep on a podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Paul's deep. This is my husband Paul, and I'm Franny McGee. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, the watches and the likes and all the love on Instagram. Uh, continue to follow or Thanks, whatever you like, to, what you like to do. Uh, <laughs> people that were already friends before we even did this. Keep being like, our we friends. We just love you anyways. You don't have to keep making Really, you should stop. You can stop. <laughs> you, should, you should stop. <laughs> Coming to you after the holidays, uh, we had a pretty good holiday. Uh, we went to church. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, I, I used to go to church all the time and so this was like a weird thing because I haven't been to church for maybe like... I went... when I was young I went to church all the time and then I was, it was as I got older and I no longer had to go to church I was like I don't want to go to church anymore and then I became that person that goes on like Christmas and Easter and in church land they call that like fire insurance. Uh, which, basi which basically means <laughs> that like you go to called. church enough to like not go to hell, and that's what the, that's why they call it. So we went to fire insurance church <laughs> Christmas Eve, but I only wanted to really go to church because I like I really love romantically like like almost like in a John Hughes like Home Alone kind of way like going to church during Christmas because of the music and the candles and the, like the whole. I don't know, there's something to that that I, I really enjoy. Um, but I also really enjoy like the candle lighting. Yeah, that was, I think it was really cool. That was my first time doing that, where you do the candlelight service, which is essentially, it's church. And then a whole bunch of people come, because I guess a lot of people do the fire insurance thing. And then... <laughs> um, and then they give you a little candle, and it has a little paper disc around it to protect you from the hot wax, and it doesn't work. The little plastic, the little paper ring. Oh, dude, it burns. Yeah, it, like, the wax went through it, so we're singing Holy Night, and I'm like, oh, oh holy shit! It, like, <laughs> went onto my hand, and I was standing on the edge of the wall, because everyone lines up in this big circle around the church, right? That, well, that, that was the first time that I've ever been to a church where they actually did that. Like, the first time, well, when, in my old church, when we used to do that, everybody would just stay in their rows. But, like, this was an interesting thing, because everybody would be in a circle. And I kind of like that, though, because then you, the you are forced, vibe to, was cool. you're yeah. forced to see everybody. Which and so, and yeah, so, like, I'm standing next to the guy who was, like, in the pew behind me, right? And he's like, oh, no, no, it's cool. Like, he's being really helpful, because clearly I'm a noob. And he's like, here, take these hymns, and here's your candle, let's light it up. And we're standing against the wall, and there's a floor vent, right? And this air is, like, shooting straight up, and I'm holding this candle, and everyone else's candles look super, like, still and tranquil, and mine looks crazy, and, like, blah, and, like, wild, and, like, wax is kind of, like going all over the place because there's this powerful floor Because they knew that the devil was in you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, can they tell? Is this, is my flame doing this crazy thing on purpose? Like, do they know that this is the fire insurance? Because maybe there should be fire insurance because I'm going to drop this candle. I'm pretty sure they have fire insurance. Well, I didn't drop the candle, so things are good this year. But it was crazy. We were lucky that 
Francis wasn't the only black person there, so we were excited about that, because that could have been scary. We could have had like our own get out moment uh, at church. We had that <laughs> happen very recently what? when we were in Sylvain. Oh, yeah. Sylvain, California, where we tried to eat at this restaurant, and then she was the only black person there. And it was just yeah, really they, they like put us in a whitey corner, whites. and like we paid for like this, you know, three-course meal or whatever, four-course, whatever, and nothing happened. Like, the whole, we sat there, I, was so, I felt like such an idiot because I was sitting there so happy to, like, be at this beautiful, <clears throat> sexy restaurant. It wasn't so, sexy. I was having a sexy winter moment where I'm, like, ski lodge style, I'm, like, enjoying yeah. myself. I don't I'm, know like, what wearing that means, a like, a sexy restaurant. But I, would, I think of, like, Bruce he Wayne. He doesn't know. Ladies out there who are watching know exactly what I'm talking know. about. And not like we just got hung up. Like no server came to us. People would like servers would come up and then like avoid us. It was the worst. <laughs> um, I ended up getting all my money back. The only thing that I paid for were two glasses of wine that I had to go get myself. Like imagine if you were at a restaurant and you like waved to the people that were walking by and it's supposed to be serving you and they just kind of turn their noses at you. And, and they like turn walking, away and like walk away. And you feel invisible and it's not it's not a fun feeling for anybody. And so if anybody that's been through that, like probably feels out to you. That yeah. fortunately that didn't happen at the church, but did weird gross things did happen at the church. Well, like, I, yeah. I didn't see it, but you were saying that a guy The guy in front of me took his contact lenses out and then like he dropped one. And then he rooted around for it, found it, picked it up, inspected it, put it in his mouth, rubbed it around and stuck it back in his eye. And then he took the other one out, sucked on it, and put it back in his eye. So I was distracted, like the whole service, by you. some stuff like that. <clears throat> also, the <laughs> pastor said so some gross. really weird stuff. I don't have glasses I've never had. Uh, contact lenses before, but that liquid solution, you have to, a lot of the time you have to put, like, you have to put them in liquid because oh, they dry out your eyes. I mean, maybe this is a life hack where <clears throat> you're, like, in a pinch, you can, like, suck on your contact lens and it's good, but, like, I would imagine eye you would is need... such a sensitive thing and the saliva breaks down stuff, and also your mouth is, like, one of the dirtiest places. I don't have thought that you'd get pink eye, like, immediately if you did that, well, right? I don't know why. There was multiple levels of what he was doing that was blowing my mind. Yeah, I don't know the science behind that, but I imagine that, like, your breath, like, you'd have to have brushed your teeth and have it be all clean Fresh. before you ever... We don't know what the state of his mouth was, but the state of my well-being was tested. He had clearly done it before. If he had done that, if so, that wasn't the first time. He seemed very comfortable. Yeah. Now, he wasn't, like, gargling with it, and he didn't, like, put the contact in his mouth and go, ooh. <laughs> and then... Or, like, blow it like a spit bubble off to the pew in front of him. It was a weird day. I'll say that. But, yeah, I've had to watch a lot of church services, and I've always, like, well, people, like, my family always encouraged me to go to church. If I could go to church, like, if I could just walk out of, like, just drive up, like, get, like, a text alert right when the pastor goes on, and then I just hear the message and then like leave because I don't want to. I don't want to sing. One of my favorite things though is watching people sing who never sing at church and then they're all like they're just bad. And this church like these people clearly. Time. It we they didn't have a lot of like play production when it came to like singing. It was. They had uh, they had the spirit within them and that's the most important thing like, about this as somebody who can't sing i'm just saying is your one day of practice 
for your choir, like you need a few more days of practice. <laughs> that's all. Like that's all I'm saying. But the it was funny because like they're like, let us pray. And as they as as the whole congregation was praying, like I'm looking around, and I like looking around because you like to see the other people. They're like, oh, you're also you're also looking around. You're, like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be. We're I, all supposed to be praying. Because right I get now. scared and I definitely just close my eyes and look down. Yeah, it's just like I like to look around and like see who else is looking around. And as I was looking around, like the people, like the congregation was praying, and the lady who did like a, uh, a solo singing she was like walking back to the crowd and then there was the lady in front of us also was not praying and she like looked at the the lady who was singing and she's like good job oh, and friends. i wanted to be like but that wasn't that good like, and so then she looked at you next and you were like <laughs> it was okay you did okay you guys lie here I see. And I'd be like, both of you bitches aren't praying. Like, it's just like, but you close your eyes and get back to the prayer. Paul is so. They should have like a sassy. prayer. They should have like a prayer police of a person that's like, what are you doing? Like, Stop. close your eyes. Yeah, you. Uh, that's called going to church with your grandma. Your grandma's your own prayer police. That lady was the grandma of her family, and she was keeping everyone in line except for the gentleman sucking on his eyelashes. <laughs> But yeah, if I can get out of my car right when the pastor's talking, that would be the best, the best part. But I, he, uh, this past, this guy was boring. Holy crap! I, I, it's gotta be hard to like be a pastor and put together like an hour uh, every week and have it like be meaningful and have all these things, you know. Um, but the particular story he was telling, he was talking about like baby Jesus and baby Jesus being born and then baby Jesus his like newborn baby smell and then he went on this weird long he took, a, he took a real hard left into the smell of a newborn baby which was you know we all like as a crowd um we were like oh yeah we can all relate to just that beautiful smell of a fresh clean baby um but he really wanted to redirect us past that to the fresh newborn baby smell and how awesome that smell is and then he even was like yeah the baby is so fresh so new that it still has that white stuff on its head from coming out and then he said he goes he's like if mm. i could bottle it up and then i could say and he just went on this and you're like dude we should you need to stop talking about it was this. amazing like, it, it like started going to the like serial killer level of weird and then he talked about like the baby being like the he's only held a baby a few times and that uh, or maybe once or twice or something like that. Well, about you have to hold it with two hands. Two hands. You got to hold the baby with two hands, and it smells so good with the fresh uh, white stuff on its head and uh, being a fresh, gooey, goopy baby. And mmm, that smell. He went mmm. That like, smell. I pictured him like instead of like having my brain being on like Christmas, I was I picturing was... this guy like eating a baby. <laughs> I was <laughs> imagining him because then he said that it was like his his sister, and I was like, wait, was he smelling his mom's fresh on his little sister's head? That's where my head. But I was like, oh, uh, you made is... it like weird and kind well, of. Well, it was weird. It, it was, was weird. a weird thing yeah. to do because the timing of what he said was like. Fresh baby smell. No, not that new baby smell. That extra fresh, where it's gooey and a goopy fresh baby. You gotta hold the baby with two hands. It was my mom's baby. <laughs> so it was like what am sister, I supposed to think? Sibling, right? Yeah, but I was like, what? Like he takes the baby smell, he puts it on his hands, and he superstars. I had to decompress about it, so I called my mom after church and was like, hey. 
tell me about that new baby smell. She's like, oh, fresh, new, clean baby. Like when you clean the baby and the baby's like fresh, like, and then I was like, well, what about that white goopy stuff that that new, new baby? And she's like, vagina? <laughs> <laughs> That's that new, new baby. That new, new baby smells my pussy. <laughs> I was like, mom, Merry Christmas. He likes that smell of that pussy. So <laughs> And then he tried to transition back to Jesus. It was incredibly awkward and It weird. was real hard, and then we sang and held candles. Yeah, and the church was right down the street from our house. We can't so now go down we're, that Now street. we're worried that we're going to run into those people again. <laughs> we're just not going to walk down that side of the road. We're only going to go down that side of the road. I'm sure it'll be fine. We can do whatever. And just Next time like, hey, we'll go to the ya. church on this side, and then we won't walk anywhere I'm just kidding. Just get airlifted out of our apartment to go somewhere else. Can I show you something that often makes me think of the Lord? It's Matthew McConaughey. He makes you think of the Lord? Well, he's got that Jesus haircut. What if he was cast as Jesus? I believe it. That being crazy. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like the chillest. He'd be the chillest. It, I think that he would be the chillest. He'd be the chillest Jesus. Like, he... <laughs> <laughs> he'd be getting like whipped and he'd be like, it's alright. <laughs> it's all good. It's alright. He'd be hanging from the cross. He's like, it's a pretty good view up here. <laughs> he'd say something like that. He'd still have a cigarette. Every movie that I've seen him in, he's smoking cigarettes. So he'd be like hanging on the cross. And then randomly you're like, he's supposed to be, his hands are supposed to be nailed to the cross, but he'd still have one hand to take I think it, pull, yeah, like, it, but then it would pan back and, and his hands would be, be nailed. <laughs> He would still have a cigarette. Oh, the magic of, of him. Like, everything he does. He's always cigarettes. I love it. Um, I want to show you his latest commercial. Oh, okay. He's so, I love the Lincoln... I love the Lincoln commercials that Matthew McConaughey does. They're my favorite. I don't know why I love him so much. I think it's because I know he, he would never drive a Lincoln. I'm sure he's they probably, probably give him a every free... one of these, these they probably videos, give him a free he's got Lincoln, a free one. Like, but I don't imagine... He's such a big movie star, there's no way he drives a Lincoln. Like, there's no also, way. I love this one because it's set in... I mean, it's it's beautiful, majestic. It looks like it's set in, like, Alaska. You know, for some reason it's 78 degrees. Even he's though it makes, he's walking on ice, that makes no sense. Is the car parked on ice too? Yeah, the car is parked on ice. He's ice fishing, like a man. He parked the car on the ice. That's an idiot. He set his little trap, walking back, and Matthew McConaughey gets into the trunk of the car. He's never in the front seat in any of these videos. He always looks like he needs a shower. Doesn't it look like he never Look how cool himself? he is. He's chicken in a shanty. <laughs> <laughs> Draw pictures. Oh, what the mountain beats, beats digging in a shanty. I don't know what that means. Looks like I call a fish. He's doing the Andy Griffith music? Yeah. I okay, it was one of, that's one of the weirdest commercials I've ever seen. I does Peaceful. the car come with the fishing equipment? Yeah, it's in the back. Okay. Yeah, I just am like, I don't want to buy a car now. Like you know, I have, I have no that was no Every like it no was no part of that commercial made me want to buy a car. The like back it. seat was leather interior. Like the whole back was like 
like the console, everything was beautiful and leather, and he's like in the back, like he's gonna go fishing in that for reals. No, that's it would not all... gonna happen. Okay, what was it? All right, we were watching the. Um... Bud. No, 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 no. We were watching that that movie, the new uh, the new Martin Scorsese movie, and they do this whole ridiculous scene with like a fish in the back. And you're like, what the, and the, there's like a whole 20 minute scene, they're talking about how a fish like smells up the car, and all these things, right, for like the whole, the right. whole thing, right? Um, is that movie called The Irishman? Yeah, The Irishman. They're like, the it whole... stinks back here, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, like, lay down a towel, it's horrible, I shouldn't have put the fish directly on the thing, they're like, why would you do that? And he's like, I'm stupid, it yeah. smells. So you have a brand new Lincoln, and Matthew McConaughey is like, I'll bring the it beats digging in a shanty, or whatever he says, and he brings that fish into that brand new Lincoln, and then it's now you ruin the smell of all those wonderful leather seats, all the red leather seats. Yes. <laughs> Forever. Dig it in a shanty. We didn't. We were watching a Matthew McConaughey movie. I've been trying to watch every Matthew McConaughey movie uh, since the beginning. Recently, of time. no, Just no, no. Like, since he kind of like revamped his career and no <laughs> longer did like the the dopey surfer guy with abs. Like, where he always took his shirt off. Like, since then, he's always... Since he's done, like, True Detective, he's done, like, all these really kind of interesting little, movies. A little more... He does fascinating stuff. Yeah, he has a little bit more. He's kind of revamped his career a little bit. So I've been obsessed with him, and I've watched a lot of his Me movies. Me too. Uh, just because he's always a really interesting character. But I, we started watching this movie called Mud on Amazon last night, and... <laughs> He's, he's like, they're like, we didn't catch your name. He's like, what up? My name's Mud. <laughs> like, just call me Mud. And he's still, he's the whole character is still chewing on a cigarette. Uh, this is what he's really good at, just chewing on cigarettes. He chews on cigarettes in every particular movie that I've seen him in. But they did this handshake. I don't know if it's like a southern thing. Him and this little kid, they like make a deal. And before they shake hands, they like spit on, on their hands and they're like... <laughs> And then they shake hands really quick. It's like the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen in my life. It's and called a flu pack. Flu packed. A flu packed. Yeah, it's where you like whatever sickness I have, you have. So I've got the flu. You don't. Spit on your hand. Yeah. We shake hands. Paul doesn't want to do a flu pack with me. And like, yeah, and now you have what you. I have. And now we're in it together. It's so gross, but in that scene, that was the, the little kid. Well, he's Matthew McConaughey's character is homeless, or he's like an ex-con. In theory, we don't like know. We didn't finish what watching the movie. Story is because we fell asleep. Yeah. Well, not because the movie wasn't any good, but because you we know, started the movie at midnight. <laughs> so we were basically. tired. But yeah, like I don't know who was more gross. Like if the little kid was more gross, or if Matthew McConaughey was gross. But it was like a crazy. Like, I don't think. I do that. Maybe the guy that like sucked on those, on the on his own. Oh. Contact lenses oh, would yeah. spit on his hand I and mean, make a flu pack. Ugh. Yeah, that guy, man. That guy's family too. That kid was like, man, I want it. Like another interesting factor. Uh, church, church. <laughs> Everybody seemed to be related, and there was that little kid, and he was like running around, but he was like, he like knew three different pews that were full of family. And I'm like, no one was controlling that kid. Everyone just uh, let him Maybe never free. want to have a kid. I just was like, oh. He roamed free for so long. So I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think? Do you think Halloween is the most fun holiday? 
What is your most fun <laughs> holiday? Like, um, what's your favorite? Well, gosh, golly gee, my favorite... Gosh, golly Gosh, golly gee, Wilkers! I mean, Halloween is one of my favorites because I love the idea of, um, like, having fun dressing up as, like, something else. And, like, I find it very theatrical and playful, so, uh, yeah, I love I Halloween. I always watch it, though. I always feel like I botch Halloween. Why? Like, I always wait till the last minute and then, like, have to throw together a costume, like, at the last second. And mm -hmm. that's, and I almost kind of, I don't know if you do this, but I almost do that with every holiday. Where it's like the last second, I'm like, ah, oh, crap! Like I gotta go. I gotta, do with it. I gotta go get Let presents, me rally. or I gotta go like get a th like uh, I forgot. Like all of it is like there should be a holiday for like people who forget. They're like, this is a natural day of forgetting, and you're just like, ah, I fucking forgot. Like, I mean. That's what Christmas. That's what the eve of every holiday is. Is the ooh, it's a tomorrow. That's why you have to have an eve. You know, there is no eve to Halloween, because Halloween basically lasts an entire month. That's the other reason why I like Halloween. That is true, and there's no pressure. Like people are like, oh, you didn't have a costume. It's not like it's oh, you didn't give me a present, or oh, you you like no pressure. Your family is broken. You don't have to have the candy. <clears throat> You can pick any aspect of the Halloween thing that you want to focus on. You want to have a seance, you can have a seance. If you want to just like have a bottle of wine with your friends, you can do that. Like you can wear a veil all month and no one will question you. I Don't like be the it. guy. So what was the, was there a house on your, in your neighborhood growing up where they always gave out like pencils? Yeah. So a friend of mine for Halloween was like, he had like an abundance of like school supplies and he was like, I'm just going to give these out for Halloween. And I was like, don't do that. Everybody's, every kid's going to hate you. Every kid hated like when you go door to door and you trick or treat and you get a, like, like a you, notebook, the house that gives you a pencil and you're like, or like fruit or something. And you're like, if it's not candy, like don't give it out. Like just close your doors. Dude. But like, see, this is what's up. I had four sisters, there's five of us all together, plus like a couple of cousins and stuff. So what I thought was cool about those houses was I could go and get that stuff and I can use it to negotiate later with my cousins. So like, or with my sisters, like I had a sister who would take the fruit. Like if I got an orange from somebody's house and dental floss, <laughs> in, in a week she's willing to barter. So you... Just take all that you can get. You had a neighbor that was a hang dentist on that he'd to hang it. out, he'd hang out, he'd, he'd hand out dental floss? I don't know who the person was or what they did because my priorities at that time wasn't really invested in getting to know my neighbors. It was like, what am I getting this year from my neighbors? Um, and sometimes it was oranges and dental floss. And you, you hang on, you keep it. And then as soon as your sister is like, oh, I've been having Kit Kats for so long, I'm over it, I just need something else, be like, oh yeah? Oh, well, I'll take those fucking Kit Kats then. Orange and floss for you, little one, give me your candy. Trade <laughs> <laughs> these pencils for yeah. those Reese's Oh, looks like you love to sketch. Well, I got something for you. <laughs> That was an adult, and they were like, gave me a pencil, and I was like going door to door, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, if we did like adult trick-or-treating, uh, getting pencils would be cool, like some nice, like some it, nice pens. Would it, nice pens, yeah, but if somebody was giving you a pencil as an adult, you'd 
make complete eye contact with them and go, really? Truly. <laughs> yeah. you, would. you really would. You would. You'd be like, pencils. You couldn't give me candy? I got pencils for I mean, you could give me anything except for this. You might as well just shut off your front porch light and just, why'd you even do this? <laughs> Why are we even looking at each other? Good thing there is no adult trick-or-treating. Did you have a, like, your, what was your best costume? Um... Okay, uh, best costume, best costume, best costume. Um, I felt like my costume for Tulip one year was like on point. Who's Tulip? Tulip from uh, Preacher, the comic book series Preacher. Oh, Tulip. yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Very um, underrated TV show. Very great. You should, anyone who's got access to figuring out where that show is, you should do that. AMC, probably on iTunes. Yeah. You'll probably buy episodes. From... Really, it, it's, a, it's a comic book. Made into a TV series, really fun, um, dark, bloody, hilarious. Right? I'd say so. Yeah. But Tulip, the character Tulip, I I love. Like I think she's just she's funny, and the actress is like gorgeous, and she's like resourceful and creative. But she's like lo loves her man. Um, but they also have like a flawed a little bit, like a weird kind of pseudo-violent relationship where yeah, it's like of, yeah. it's like on and off again it's hot and cold but then yeah. like when it's hot it's like really hot Woo! you're like Whoa! so i wanted to be tulip for for halloween and i like made like put together the costume and like i think i built um yeah there was so there's like a scene where she makes like this fire can like a, a bazooka out of like stuff around her kitchen and i thought oh that shit's so dope so yeah, i she made takes, like one. old folgers cans Takes them together in a knife and like stabs it through. Yeah. And, like, because the it's like a helicopter or something is coming and like within seconds she's got to have like a thing to like shoot take, it down. And take down the helicopter with. It's so very good. Cool. So I make that and I'm like I'm going as tulip. Like I got this. Yeah. And then I got body shamed. Accessorizing the thing is like the best yeah. way to. At the time, like, it was winter time, and yeah, you know, I wasn't eating pencils. I was definitely eating Kit Kats. So I was a little, like, soft in the mid-region. Yes, we all are. Yes, we, yes, we do. <laughs> you know, like, if I could put googly eyes on my tummy, there was a little smiley face where my belly button is. You know, I could, like, do, you know, I could... You know, it's like a little all, soft, could, squishy. All could tighten a little bit. Yeah, and I was like not feeling like tightening it. I was like, I'm gonna let this out, and, and I'm also gonna like wear a midriff thing, and I'm just gonna let it all <laughs> hang out. So I was like, but you had the cute little pixie haircut that she has in the show. Yeah, so I was like, I'm Tulip, and um, my mom was like. <laughs> <laughs> some more clothes on like he's like you're all gonna go out like that you're gonna go outside like that oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't shame me ah. yeah she's like do you want to wear uh she's like here's this paper bag do you want to just cover yourself so um i went as that i loved it and i liked that it made my mom uncomfortable and then um and then Another year, when I was little, it wasn't my costume. I was like, we went as the Adams family, like me and my siblings and stuff. And I thought it was cool. I was like, 
Wednesday because my hair was already in braids so that was easy but my little sister Cleo had like the dopest costume because she went as cousin it the big hair thing the big hair thing and so my dad made that would be a pretty good fester I if he think was bald he probably I don't know what he was doing I don't know if he was fester or not um, I don't really remember what my dad's costume was but he was in on it like he was like MacGyvering the whole like ensemble you know, my dad was like the costume maker. That was a movie I never got into. Oh, never really. Out. Yeah, I like. I think I seen the first They're one. They're remaking that too, which is a bummer. No, they did. It's like a new. It's like a cartoon. They oh, remade is it? it as a cartoon. Okay. Yeah, which I think, I can see the cartoon being fun. There's so been a cartoon of the Adams family. Like there yeah. was like a Saturday. It just came out very one. recently. It came out like during Halloween. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I the the original like the live action one was where it was at. So great. Yeah. The first and one was good. My sister's cousin it costume was made out of Bel Air paper bags, like grocery store paper bags. My dad. I'd like would get them crumple them up and he shredded all of them and he made her that outfit and I just thought like she was the coolest and I was like you know when you're a little kid and you like you're like yeah I'm gonna be Wednesday Adams and it's gonna be perfect because I identify with her I'm a creepy little kid with braids too I also don't like the Sun and then <laughs> uh, my sister is like I'm big cousin Nick and I'm like, whatever, that's gonna be stupid. And then it looked so good. I was like, I suck. Like the whole time I was like, I wish I was it. I wanna be in a paper bag. My dad was like, get your shit together. Everyone stop crying. Cleo looks great. Be happy for her. Cleo's like, I can't see. I was hard when I was a kid watching that movie and I was trying to figure out like, how does Cousin It like manage like life? Like how does she eat? How does it like go outside? Like how do they do like normal people things? And that was like always the thing that I was confused. That's why I could it never did really everything. Get into it. it was it had its life set. Sorry. Sometimes you just gotta check the camera. Stupid camera. <laughs> Stupid camera. Did your mom and dad think that there? Did your mom always say that like uh, Halloween was like Satan's birthday? No, never. Yeah, my parents. My grandma never weird did that. Like that. My grandma never did that either. It's like, hey, Halloween is Satan's birthday. You're celebrating Satan's birthday when you, know, you celebrate Halloween. My great aunt Lois lived with us, and she, you know, she'd help pass out the candy and stuff, you know, which was funny because she was grumpy. But then, I want to be like that. So I want to be like super old and grumpy. And like, she was so grumpy. She was so. There's no way. Like she. Like, was, I want to sit on the roof. Like, I want to be old, I want to sit on the roof with like a hose, and but I want to have the best candy. Like I want to have, I want to have like a jar full of like huge candy you, bars, and if you can make it through the hose, you can you get, the, it. you can get the prize. Now you sound just like my great aunt Lois, yeah. except for the fact that the whole roof thing, she was much too tired to get all the way to the roof, but um, she did live in the front room of the house, so she'd keep the window open and like heckle children who were crossing outside. So like if you're playing and you like cross through the yard you're gonna get heckled by her right and then and then if she was feeling spry if she was feeling spry enough she'd like wave a rake at you and and sometimes she would squirt you with a hose and that was probably my favorite part i liked it how do you wave a rake at somebody you have the rake in your hand and i don't know why because she wasn't raking anything she was just like waiting for children to come by to be like ah <laughs> <laughs> and the kid, and some and of the like, kids' oh. parents, 
some kid's parents would be like, you're insane! Well, we were neighbors with, like, this really racist family. Now, not everybody in that family was actually racist, but I'd say out of 100% of the family, 99% of them were racist. There was one guy who now lives there and the rest of that family is no longer there. He seemed cool and he was always constantly coming over and apologizing for their reckless behavior and being all embarrassed Is about that the kid that like, he's like, I'm gonna do burlesque? No, that's a different kid, different story. Freedom Butterfly, that's the kid across the street. These little kids next door, my great aunt Lois. That sounds like a 70s band. Well, that kid <laughs> was just, like, that kid is like a butterfly and he's like, I can do anything and I love that. But the kids next door were like gross, like sticky, dirty kids. Like they're kind of like white racist. trash. I wouldn't say that they're white trash. They were just racist little white kids. So I don't know how they like to identify themselves. But she was going to rake the racist kids. <laughs> yeah, so she was like, have the rake out be like, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, and their mom too would like come outside and be like, inward this, inward that, while they're going to the grocery store. They were always like saying some crazy stuff at us. And I'm like, you live here too. Like, you also live next door to us. You're no further in life than we are, yet your hate is so profound. You dropped a little bit on your way out. Don't forget it. You're leaving a little bit of your racism on the floor. Maybe that was the rake. What the rake was for was just to so like, like scrape <laughs> up the racism and then like get yeah, back to him. Yeah, but every once in a while, my great aunt Lois would do funny little things like she'd be outside hosing stuff, like watering plants or something, and then a little kid would walk by saying some bogus nasty stuff at her and she just sprays us with the water and he never expected it. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> so Halloween's my favorite holiday. <laughs> I think mine's Thanksgiving. Yours is Thanksgiving. Why are you? Because I want more water. Alright. I love more water too. Fine. So your favorite holiday is? My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. But I also like didn't... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just like it because of the food. It's really the only... I just like to eat food. Uh, I'm not like a big fan of the like seen family so it's like I don't I don't the food think, is always where it's at. I don't know about that because you loved Thanksgiving at my family's house. Like, oh but your family's house stuff. is like your family is different though because like so when I was younger we had like a very very white Thanksgiving and it's like dry turkey dry food but then going to her family he got introduced having, like, to the juiciest having like <laughs> you know collard greens and all the like you know, like soul food type things. Just flavorful, delicious food. Yeah, someone who like really enjoys cooking and has like been in the, like been planning that meal for like a couple of weeks. The kitchen's like alive with like everyone contributing and hanging out and telling stories. Like the whole day is just like cruising and talking to your family, literally like all making food together. Like the thing is like your family likes to all hang out together. There's not really anybody that's like the shame black sheep of the family that everybody kind of like gets in the corner and like pss, 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 mm. like whispers mean things about. Um, yeah. White families always have that, and that's why <laughs> that's why that like that Eddie Murphy sketch that came out recently was so funny. <laughs> and it's like 
uh, you know, oh, and whisper yeah. about everything, you know, and then like, because uh, that's like a thing that would happen in my family, but in your family, like, everyone's playing games, and everyone's like, kind of putting their, their own bullshit on blast, like, if you, if you had something crazy that happened, someone would tell the story of it, or you would tell the story, and then everybody laughs at it, and then you guys can all kind of get over your own, you get over yourself, like, really quick, and I thought that that's... It's like the best, part. and the food's better. So it's like those two things and the food. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's the the Shelby McGee household is a magical place on the holidays. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think Thanksgiving's my favorite still. Like, cause you do a pretty good job of Thanksgiving too. The last couple of years we haven't really been Tell able to go. Tell me how I've made Thanksgiving awesome for you. The last couple of years we haven't really been able to go anywhere for Thanksgiving. We'd be stuck in Los Angeles. No, we're uh, stuck in this little box you see right here. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck live from the studio. Live from this couch. Um, the uh, you're you cook really well, and you go through like okay. So it's marriage advice from from somebody who uh, we're gonna come up on two years in February. Um, if your wife or your girlfriend cooks for you, even if you do not like it, say it is the best food that you've ever had. And the reason for this is because you're an asshole because you didn't have to cook it yourself. So just eat it. Like, there's no, like, don't complain. Don't say it's gross. I think I've maybe said to you in the long, in the time that I've been dating you, mm -hmm. and then even as you're married, probably one time I said the food was gross. And that was because she burned my favorite thing. I love garlic bread, and she burned the shit out of garlic bread, and I was pissed because I bought the garlic bread, and I was, like, looking forward to the garlic bread. And I would have cooked it myself, but she was nice enough to cook it for me. And she just scraped that black shit off of it. Big ass. But that will go a long way. Like, do not complain how about it. Just, I, eat, just eat it. How much did I make fun of you for crying about that burnt toast? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> said, so you're a grown ass man. Why are you crying about bread? <laughs> I was like, you're going to be scraping this stuff up. Oh, sad little Paul. Like, I roasted him on that. Oh, and by the way, it was two times because it was that, and then there was another occasion where I made something with peas in it. How did that go for you? I just think that as like a grown man, you should be able to like <laughs> not eat the vegetables that you don't want to eat. So it's like when you like hit thirty, you should be like, okay, if I don't want to eat peas, if I don't want to have green beans, you should be able to control that you don't want to eat those things. Like that's. <laughs> and and like Paul learned that the control doesn't come from going, oh man, <clears throat> why'd you make this for me? You know I don't like peas. And I was like, you know, you can pick those peas out. I asked you to scrape them out. You're like, I can't scrape them out. There's hundreds of peas. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a baby. <laughs> I just, I hate peas. But yeah, I think that you should be able to control if you don't want to eat peas or not. Let me uh, ask you this. On the topic of like being immature, um, and just to pivot slightly, voting is coming up soon. What would you think if we lowered the age of um, voting to 16? How would you feel about life? 16? Uh, that would mean like Jasmine, my niece, our niece, 16 years old, she's able to vote. <laughs> So Based person, on the memes that you see her <laughs> posting. When I was when I was eighteen, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for governor, in uh, California, uh, and I remember I voted. California. I voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger because I thought it was funny that he was running for governor, and I was like, might as well 
I was like, if we already, like, I already thought that, like, government was bullshit anyways, right? So I was like, why don't we just vote him in? And I was a dumb kid. I was a dumb punk rock kid. And if I was to go back in time, I wouldn't even register to vote because that's how they get you to sign up for jury duty. So I wouldn't do that either. I'd just be off the grid entirely. 16-year-old Paul off yeah, the grid. Yeah, I'd just be off the grid like a doomsday prepper. But I would... Prepping nothing. <laughs> Prepping nothing. Prepping my fucking literally, life. Literally uh, But you'd never get a jury duty summons if you never register to vote. So that's what I would suggest. But uh, if I was 16 and they lowered the voting age, I feel like a meme would become president there would be like a meme that like a meme generator would become or like a robot yeah like a robot or like a meme generator whatever like a stupid thing like a cartoon character would become like like we would we would vote for like morty like the morty would be president or like rick would be we would have some stupid cartoon character is like a president and they get so close to things going badly but somehow within 30 26 to 30 minutes we'd be out of it yeah, <clears throat> everybody would love it. Like we would get in some kind of fight with Kim Jong Un, and then he'd be like, "Oh, but I love that episode and, of that TV show." Yeah. And it was like, yeah, if it was, uh, I always thought that it would be. I think the voting age should be raised to like forty, or at least the jury duty age. Like I think the jury duty age should be like forty because I don't want people. Because like if you are able to vote at sixteen, that means they're also able to be on a jury at sixteen. And I don't want six don't some want sixteen year old kid. I don't want child. some sixteen year old kid who's like never had to work for nothing, who has like a YouTube channel to like <laughs> to be the person who determines whether or not I'm guilty or not. I just don't think that that's very fair. <laughs> I was I think that a person if you serve on a jury duty like you should be at least thirty, and you should have some life experience, and you should have had to like jump through. I want the, the person on my jury who's like stolen from a store to like feed her children, you know, who's like stolen diapers because she didn't have enough money to like, or been on unemployment a couple of times to, in order to, you know, actually make some decisions and have had to like, gone down that road that a little, little bit of a little bit of a darkness experience. yeah I, I besides so yeah 16 would be bad i think 16 is probably just a little bit old let's just keep it at the 18 i feel comfortable what about 21 at. 21 i think would be a good age we raise it to 21 you can drink at the same time you can you can well, why don't buy just, cigarettes you can vote well, you can why do all the things at 21 it almost seems like why don't you just bring all the party stuff down to 18 burn through that by the time you're 21 at least you'll be making a little bit more responsible decisions because you won't be wiling out i remember being 21 <clears throat> or like 22 years old and then meeting a bunch of irish kids who were on holiday and i was like oh my god you guys like let's go to this club and that club and this club and like let's drink and they were like dude we do that at home all the time like let's go have so like tired of drinking. yeah they don't want to do that anymore they didn't want to the kids that i met anyways like we're like nah we like want to live like let's figure out like something fun to do like it was much more of a productive hangout you know so maybe like lowering the the party aspects to the same age as like your voting responsibilities so that way you have to like measure up in life a little more evenly but I don't know. I mean, I'm no. I think 18 would be a pretty solid age to 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 a do lot of all other of it. Yeah, that would be. It. I think that's pretty good. And then you're like, like being a little more like you're gonna have to grow up a little bit because your consequences are like leveled out, instead of like 
baby stepping people into like scenarios. So that mean that like at eighteen you can also. It means at eighteen you, you can, can also rent a car. You can you can. And you can also. You can choose to measure up or or mess it up, and you're gonna have the full consequences. And you already do in some measure, but it would like give you the full full range of, of consequences. Well, to, what like, about when you're when you're in high school and you realize you're like the difference between seventeen and eighteen is not that much. There's not a lot of difference between those two ages as far as like maturity goes. Now with guys, I don't know about girls. Yeah, I feel guys like are girls stupid. become way more mature much more quickly, but I think at the age of eighteen versus the age of seventeen, there's not much difference between the two. And it always found it weird that you can watch a rated R movie at seventeen, but you couldn't watch a rated R movie at sixteen. And it's like, well I could drive a car at sixteen and I can run this guy over and actually kill him in the seat, but I still can't go to an R rated movie. Like it doesn't make any sense. I know, I'm just asking I'm just like saying, like, you know, leveling it out just a little bit. What do you what do you got? I think that For Christmas we got several gift cards, right? I got a gift card. My parents gave me a gift card, which I thought was cool. It was my favorite type of gift, right? Yeah. I think gift cards are the best presents to get. Um but I like him for a couple reasons. I like him because now I could choose to get whatever I want, right. which I think is cool. Uh, I also like gift cards for places like Amazon, where there's like no limit to whatever you're gonna buy. But uh, I also like it if I'm giving a gift card. I didn't really have to think about it too much. But it, it's also and there's like okay, well this person clearly wants something. They can just buy whatever they want to buy. But that's mm -hmm. also the downside of giving a gift card. So do you think that it's a thoughtful gift? Or do you think that it's like just kinda like a hey bullshit like a whatever I think it's figure a, it out? I think gift. it's on a large scale a whatever gift. But I think a lot of holiday gifts for the holidays are intrinsically whatever gifts. That's my thought on it. Well, like, a lot of people have to give gift cards or give Have gifts. to give. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Well, that, that's the thing, too. But, like, a lot of people have to give gifts to people they don't know very well. So, like, you may have to give a gift to, like, your boss or, like, someone that you work with. These or, are the have to give um, gifts. Or, like, family you don't see very often. And you're like, what does this person do? What do I have that, like, relates to this person? Like, how do I... How do I find a gift that they enjoy? Because what I think is worse than getting a gift card is getting a gift that you fucking hate. And you gotta like, like figure super out. super off base. And then you have to like figure out how to get rid of it. And you're just, I just have this thing now. Like I used to fucking hate it when I had relatives. They would give me gifts like a sweater. And you're like, you think I would fucking wear this? Now you've gotta calm down. This is the holidays. You gotta take the chillest of chill approaches and go, thank you. And just know immediately in the back of your head that that's one person off your list that you have to get a gift for because holiday gifts are whatever gifts. So somebody you know is getting a whatever sweater. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but in my family, you get that whatever sweater and then you'd have to wear that whatever sweater to like the next holiday relative get together so then they could see that you used that shit. And I, I, I always Why? hated them. I, it's just the rule. It was like the rule that we had in our house. So it's like, you get a sweater for this Christmas, you better be wearing that sweater next time we go to Thanksgiving. Dang. Like a year around, come back, you better be wearing that sweater. You know, That's why, I mean, I just think that like, get the gift card because then they can actually get something they want. You can just show up and be like, <clears throat> I had a fire. I mean, the sweater had a fire. <laughs>
<laughs> the sweater was playing with matches, and I was like, hey, sweater, you knock it off. And yeah. it just did what it wanted, and now it's dead. <laughs> like, we got a gift from my mom and dad of, like, uh, my parents very religiously got me a Bible. And they I'm got like, us I, a box of Bibles. But I didn't know what to do with it, and I was like, we have a very small apartment, we don't really have a lot of room. We put it in our library. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, but it would be the worst thing, I feel like, if I gave it away to, like, a Goodwill, I feel like i get struck by, like, lightning on the way home. So it's like, I don't know what to do with it. So now we just have it, and it's just around. And it just takes up space. And I feel like a lot of gifts are just that. They just take up space. And you're like, I don't you, know how to... holiday gifts are whatever gifts. What isn't a whatever gift is giving things to people that they genuinely need for the holidays. For example, I needed tires. Nobody gave you tires. Yeah, <laughs> one person gave me tires. But if you gave me, like, you know... A bunch of stacks of like money to get those tires. What if somebody gave you a gift card for tires? I or gave you like a Walmart gift card? I was handed cash by my boss for the holidays and she was like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, Wow, thank you. I can get a tire with this. See, that's better than it like. Was awesome. It's better than getting a sweater or some other gift that they thought that you should Most have. Definitely. Like, I think the gift, like getting a gift that's like, gift I thought you should have this. Is, is cash. Not, yeah, <laughs> still, it's, gift card is pretty much as good as cash unless you don't want to shop there. You're like, I don't want to shop it's, at Walmart. It locks you in. I think cash is the best. Yeah. Cash unless it's a place you've already shopped. Like, we got a Trader, Go Joe's, uh, <laughs> Trader Joe's gift card, and I love Trader Joe's, so we'll be totally fine shopping there. <laughs> like, it's like, Liz. okay, business as usual, thanks for the free... We got, we got great, great gifts. All of them were thoughtful gifts. It was so thoughtful to get Trader Joe's. Thank you. It was super thoughtful to get um, that pile of cash. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're fucking balling now. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm halfway to my tire goal. But you think that the gift card is a bad... That's not thoughtful. I think a general gift card to, like, a Starbucks is, like, you might as well give me $5. Yeah, and uh, then I could go Me get and my pancreas would uh, be so thankful for just the $5 in cash instead of a Starbucks And then you can go to card. Coffee Bean with the 5 bucks because yeah. you don't really like Starbucks very much. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks, so yeah. I'd rather go to Coffee Bean. Uh, there's a lot of places that I would rather go. <laughs> You're just the <laughs> least about fucking coffee. <laughs> alright, 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 alright. Oh, I identify with this so much. Is being short better than being tall? This is fabulous because Paul's tall. I'm small. I don't like being tall. Why? All my favorite people are like short. I don't know why. It just seems like it's easier to be shorter. And I, for a couple of reasons. Like one, okay. when you're tall, I think people want to fuck with you. They want to fight you. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like I think when you're tall, people want to fuck with you. You're like, oh, you think you're so tall? Like you come at me, you know, like. Um, I don't consider myself that tall. I'm tall enough to be kind of annoying when you like, you're, you have all the downsides of it of like, hey, can you get that thing on that shelf? And you're like, Ugh. but hey, I'm too short to dunk a basketball. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish I could do those. It's not like being tall would come with some benefits. So you're tall without any of the talents of being tall. You're yeah. just, you're just tall. So it would be better to be small. 
I think small is um, powerful, right? When I was younger, I always thought that being small was better because, like, when I was a skateboarder, being tall made you kind of awkward and, and, and like, loppy. Like, you kind of looked <sighs> lanky and it didn't, and your skating didn't look as good. When I would, but the shorter skateboarders always seem to be better at it. And it's less, like, less body mass that's falling, less energy involved and like It's crazy the... that you say that because there's a lot of tall skaters that I'm always like, oh man, I wish I was tall because I'd be more, I'd be better at those hops. Like I'd be like bounding way further. Like my airs would be much larger. Like maybe I could get up onto like a bigger rail if I was like, bigger like a taller person like I definitely watch some of like my skate heroes um like <clears throat> classic and new like that are just have long ass legs and limbs that I'm like wow wow I wish I was tall but I think I'm gonna live longer I think uh I think Nigel Houston <laughs> I think I don't uh, maybe I'm talking about my ass here but I think Nigel Houston is pretty tall yeah. He's one of the best, arguably one of the best skateboarders of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and he started so small. And I think Danny Way is pretty tall. And he's a little, I know Tony Hawk is tall. Right. There are a like, few of the guys are tall, but I also know like Jeff Rowley is incredibly talented. He writes for Vans. Uh, Tony Trujillo, like he also writes for Vans. Those guys are both pretty small. short. They're not, and I'm not saying like short, short. He's probably like five nine, five eight, somewhere in that. Still taller than me. Um, I'm just saying for guys, like there's less body weight and a bit less mass. Like when you bail, when you get, when you fall. I mean, like I just think that being short is good for certain things. Like being short is better for gymnastics. Being short is better if you want to be like on like a polo team. You want to ride like a horse. <laughs> I think you have to be. I think you have to be like four feet tall. <laughs> Horse being tall is good for basketball being tall is good for like swimming so you can like length and touch things yeah. um and so those those are some of the being advantages. tall is is really good honestly i think finding joy in being who you are tall or small is the most important thing i think each thing has their own attributes that are like magical and amazing because i feel like I really feel like everyone's like an X-Men superhero. We've all got our own little things that give us yeah, like, benefits. Our, yeah. our power and stuff because we have however many years to cultivate that within our own selves and beings and stuff. So like there's things about you being tall that I think are really cool and interesting and like beautiful and um, being small. I know like for me growing up being small felt like, you know, on the shadow side of stuff being like, you know, kind of like blending into the background or like um, uh, just kind of like being the underdog. And so it gives you, for me, it gives me a lot of juice to be like boisterous and like energetic. And I feel like, you know, I'm tiny, but mighty, you know, that whole tidy, miny like thing. I think I have with being teeny You've never bonked your head on like a door as you walk on your way out or like hit your head on something just look like a dodo because you like <laughs> you don't understand your own height. That's like, true. Like that happened to me and it still happens to me and I'm always like oops like I end up doing that like a lot and I hate it and that's part of the, the thing of being tall like 
I don't know about like certain athletes like LeBron James or somebody because he's pretty tall. He's taller than me. He's definitely have had that moment of like. He's, <laughs> he's like ducking and dunking. I just really I can just to see say that. some of those people like I would love to see like a montage of like really affluent like sports athletes just hitting their heads on stuff like like just hitting their head like foreheads because you. At a certain point, you you lose track of how tall you are, and you're like, and you there's certain life. elements, like, because you're like, especially if you have kids, and you're like playing with your kids, and you're like down on the ground with them, and you're doing certain, and you're like in kid fun playtime, like, then you'll forget about how tall you are as you're like under the fort or whatever, and you hit your head on, like, I don't know, I just think that'd be. Uh, for me, like, I was like, hey, can you put that on that shelf? Or, hey, can you reach that? It's never been like, hey, up there is more money. That's actually like, very true. Like, um, our space is super small, and the fire alarm always goes off when I'm cooking because we <laughs> basically have no ventilation in this, like, cube that but we But the, the smoke alarm is incredibly <laughs> sensitive. It's like, it's like an online blogger that's just super... <laughs> like, this is offensive. Everything's offensive, so it's constantly going off. <laughs> And like I can't reach it, so I'll like fan. I'll do all kinds of stuff to like try to like get like fan it to calm it down. And it's never happy with me. And I'm constantly jumping. Like I have to have. I have to do a full like volleyball approach. And if any of you guys know that, there's like it's like one, two, three, and to spike the ball is what I have to do to even reach a fingertip to the button to like quiet the fire alarm. So I'm always having to like do this approach from the kitchen and like through the apartment to the fire. Watching you jump, watching you jump to try to touch it is one of my favorite things to like, I purposely don't want to hit it because I want to watch you like try to reach and it makes me laugh so much. he literally could just get up and like walk two steps and just be like, boop. Yeah, but but watching you like swing at it is so fun. (laughs) I think we have our answer. We both enjoy watching each other's struggles with yeah I, I, you probably get some joy out of watching me bonk my head on something because i'm like not realizing how tall i am yeah i mean when we do tours like through you know historical places it's kind of my favorite because it is a little bit of a countdown to paul fucking up at a certain point yeah because he'll be like what beautiful this is boom <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, and early, like, you know. I definitely think taller people are a little bit more awkward. Like, they're just a little bit more gangly, yeah. a little bit more like their but body mass. They just I don't really it. understand where they fit. I don't know. I, I don't like, like, you can't drive a sports car either. You have to, like, climb into it. And it's like, it's sports not cars, you're like, ah. And, like, it's the not roof as fun. Is like this. It's just not, I don't know. We were watching this Kevin Hart documentary thing, and Kevin Hart's super short, and he could easily, easily fit into all these cars. And, like, for me, it would be like, I'd have to like, oh my back, as I like pretzel my body into His like. Would be the... like... <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> and my job is just to be here and enjoy life and and wait for those little moments in between when Paul forgets how tall he is. Yeah, I all do it. I just run into. But also, problem. like Paul, get this stuff on the top shelf. I can't reach. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like yell. Of strength, and I like just charge it and try to do stuff, which is I failed that quite. So over Christmas we were uh, we watched we had Disney Plus, so we're gonna watch all these old Disney movies that we wanted to watch, and I've had um, I hadn't watched it in years, but we watched Aladdin, uh, not the new one, still haven't seen the new one, don't want to see the new one, 
Um, I don't like watching Disney like bastardize my favorite movies, but um, it's one kind of the things of, I did think of yeah. is be like, so the scene where he like <clears throat> rubs the lamp, right. you're like, what would I wish for? Like, what was it? If I had three wishes, what's like, okay, so if you had like, if you had a wish, you're yeah. like, which, which would you wish for to be better at something? Like, um, what would you wish you were better at? Um, uh, I wish I would be better at... I mean, there's so many things that I wish I could be better at. I'd be, like, skating. But I wish I would be better at, like, other forms of performance. I mean, these are things that you can teach yourself. What type of performance? Like, sexual performance? Oh. Yeah! I wish I was better at, like, self-control. Because mm, then I yeah. wouldn't eat as much craziness. Like, I wouldn't eat, like... Like yesterday, I went to Costco and I got a pizza just because it was next to Costco. And I was like, oh, it's $2, I'll just go. Dang. But if I hadn't been near Costco, I wouldn't have gone. But what I want to do is be able to go to Costco and not want to get pizza. Like, that's what I want to be able to do. You gotta start training yourself. Like, okay, so this is the thing about, like, having, like, if you could have a wish to wish, right? There's things that I would wish for, right? But there are things that I'm totally capable of doing if I were to focus myself, right? So it's like a waste of a wish to wish for, you know, wanting to eat better or wanting to be a better performer or wanting to be a better skater. These are all things that if I just got up early, like, I could do. But if you had a genie, you could just be like, I wish I was permanently healthy. And you can just say that, and you're like, I'm permanently healthy, or I wish I would live forever. And then you can eat whatever you want, and you're never going to die. But then, but then you live forever, and the apocalypse actually happens. <clears throat> but you can continue to live, and you wouldn't need food. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would be a thing that I think would be really interesting, because you could just continue to be, like, Mad Max or whatever and just roam the like desert. Sounds like more like a vampire is what you're talking about. Well, a vampire needs, like, sleep and shit, and you can only go at nighttime. That's not fun. Okay, what lives forever and isn't a vampire? An immortal? Yeah. Like, Highlander. But isn't the rule in that Aladdin movie that you can't wish to be immortal? Like, isn't that one of the things that Robin Williams says? I don't remember. There were rules, but there was, like, certain things he couldn't control. Like, I think being immortal was one of them. Yeah, Because he did sense. make him a genie. He made Jafar a genie at the end. So, and then, so he's technically immortal, right? Right. As a genie. So right. I think that you could do... There's a workaround. Uh, one of the rules was, like, I remember you couldn't, he, you couldn't wish for anybody to fall in love with you. Because he couldn't make the other person, he couldn't force somebody to do it. Right. Right? You couldn't, like... Make somebody do something against their will. Right, or it's something that had nothing out of his control. He couldn't He couldn't do that. Because it's like, that's not part of his power, was to, like, reach into that person's yeah, he's will. Not a, yeah, he's not able to manipulate the wills of other people. Yeah, so I think that was one of his rules. I think that was one of the, the What a healthy one boundary. Rule. I think it was the one rule. I think he only had, like, two rules. Okay, so I've answered my... Oh, wait, well, I guess we both kind of, like, talked about... No, what I wish I was better at? Yeah, it was yeah. self-control. I just wish I I was better at self-control because I just don't um he loves chocolate <laughs> I just things that are like man I want it if I want it I do it and that's the thing I'm like oh, I want a thing and I'll just I'll just eat it or get it and there's no like there's no stopping it there's no like maybe you should wait there's no like now like I'm, I have that 
to me that I want that to go away. Like I want the like fucking now. Ooh, generational wealth is what I would wish for. To be good at. To be good at <laughs> generating generational wealth. Generating wealth? Again, this is another thing that would just be like hard work and determination and focus. But you could also like if you're getting these wishes from a genie Generational wealth is like then maybe I should for. wish for the new tires that I need. That's such a waste of a pre like that's such a waste of a. <laughs> that'd be like if you asked a genie for like oh, a gift card. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know what I would wish for. Don't ask the genie for a gift card. I was gonna ask for property for like a house. Yeah, there you go. Like, just asking for a mansion. I would like a mansion that are is like already paid for, paid out. I don't have to worry about a mortgage, it's already done. In Aladdin though, he made Aladdin like royalty. Like you could do that. You're like, I wanna be I wanna be like uh <laughs> But really he didn't. Like he just Queen Elizabeth or something. He, all he really hooked him up with was like a bunch of stuff to make it look like he was royalty. He wasn't even really royalty. Doesn't it? He had like an elephant that he rode in on and then the elephant went back to being like his monkey. Yeah, or something like, like that, it was right? all an illusion. Like none of it, he wasn't granting any real shit for anybody. Yeah. Except for Jafar. He granted a lot of real shit for Jafar. Well, Jafar was way better at wishing Asking for, for stuff. Asking for what he wanted. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. He was way better at wishing. <laughs> yeah, Aladdin's like me being like, I'll take tires. Yeah, he's like, I, like, Jafar's like, I want to be the best mysticist ever. And he's like, turning it up and he just Boo makes it. Yeah. Okay, so like on the opposite of stuff, like, um, you're obviously, I mean, you're, I feel like you're kind of alluded to it where you're like, I do whatever I want, whatever I want. What are like certain things that you just like never follow? Like if there's like rules, <laughs> like what do you break? Like what do you... I usually break rules that I feel like are unnecessary. Like there's a lot of rules that are like, this is a rule that just doesn't, like nah. You know, like you go into, um... Like, you go into the movies, and they're like, please turn your cell phones off. And you're like, I don't have to do that. Like, nobody's coming out. And you know what? Like, you do do that. I don't need to do that. You do that. You really do. Like, we've gone to the movies before, and... I turn my phone on silent. Yeah, My you, phone's never gone off sure. in the middle of a movie. Like, but also, I, you do things like, oh, I'm not going to buy food there. Like, I'm specifically not going to buy food there because it's a trap. So, I'm going to go to the dollar store. And I'm gonna load all my socks up with snacks. <laughs> yeah. And he'll literally shove it all into his socks, and then he walks into the movie, and then he unpacks his socks during the previews. So I mean, that's a thing that you do. Another thing that I notice is like you're one of the most like rebellious. I find it to be equally hilarious and annoying <laughs> because I'm married to you, but I'm mostly entertained because. That's why I'm here. Invested for life. And maybe the afterlife. You oh, don't know. No. And so... <laughs> but he'll do things like, for example, when we went to that service, we were handed a bunch of stuff, like some papers to like read off of with the group. And like there was a point where they were like, hey, we're going off script. Everyone grab a hymn book instead of the paperwork that we gave you. And I was like, oh, wrestling with stuff, trying to like get the hymn book out. And they're like, please look this page up. And I'm like flipping through stuff, like trying to catch up to everyone because reading is challenging for me as a female with dyslexia, just a grown ass adult struggling with words out loud. Like, there's nothing more stressful to me than, like, having to read out loud. 
something that I've never read before. It's it's a lot of pressure. And then if you're like, and sing, I'm like, oh, high school flashback. So like, um, you got caught up in it though. You were like, oh, I'm gonna sing because I got you got peer pressured into singing. I don't like peer pressure. I don't. And he was how... like, he straight up went like this. Like I like flip it through the book, and he's like, you don't need to, don't, you don't have to do everything that they tell you to do here. Yeah. And I was like, why did you bring me here? And then meanwhile, Paul like literally like in the pews like has a mug of hot apple cider, and he's like, <laughs> just enjoy the ride. There's like, no you, sign. There's you, no sign that says you, you can bring a drink McConaughey'd in. You that situation. You were like, <laughs> sitting in the back of a Lincoln. <laughs> I would drive a Lincoln. I don't know what But I, I just think like certain rules are just not, they're not real. Like, it's like, okay, well, we could all follow this rule. And it's like, but there are a lot of them are like social contract type rules that I don't, those are the rules that I don't like. Like, for example, like I hate it when people are like, you're not supposed to go back there. You know, like. I'm going back there. Like, he gets to go back there. Why do I not to go? Like, who? Like, where's like, the silver ropes? Like, who's this person? You know, like, why is this person so fucking special? Like, I'm not going to hurt anybody, so I'm not. I'm just going to walk back there. I'm not going to, like, be creepy or, like, do whatever. But I'm just, like, I don't like that I'm not allowed to do... That there's, like, levels of society that are, like, here's the have-nots, and here's the people that get to do stuff. And, and I'm, like, like, I like bleeding that line because it's, like, that line doesn't really exist because you can just walk in to like for example like and again i love this about you it also terrifies me because i'm scared of a lot of shit for example like we saw seinfeld recently at the westlake comedy theater and the westlake comedy theater in santa monica is a very small venue and the week before that i went and saw my friend had a show there and a few of the other the comics on the show i was friends with so after the show i walked into the green room and I talked to everybody and we're hanging out for a minute and we're all laughing about how good the show was and all these kind of things. I could have done the same thing when Jerry Seinfeld was there. I could have just walked into that green room, but part of me was like, am I able to do that? Like, can I just walk into this green room? I was like, a week ago, I just walked into this green room. And I was like, I could do that. Like, I could just wander in and be like, hey, Jerry, like, and just do that. And he's going to be like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm also a comedian. He's like, but I'm not on the show. And so, but that's like the level thing that I'm telling you about. It's like, at a certain point, like, that is now just a social contract. Yeah. It's like, this is just a simple door. There's nobody in front of this door that says I can't come in here. There's no sign that says I can't go in. Like, a lot of it's just that. Like, I just don't like fake rules that are like designed just to keep you out of stuff when it's not really necessary. Like I get like at a certain level, like if you were like Kevin Hart or somebody and you're like super famous and you're like worried that some creepy guy is going to come in oh, yeah. and be like, <laughs> and like fan yeah. out on you. But like, I'm genuinely like a nice person. But also, not gonna... also you're reasonable enough to like you push when you push and then you don't when it would be weird. Like you're like, obviously don't want to be the fucking weirdo who like just walks into the green room with your hands in your pockets and you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you back here? Yeah, like, I would go back there knowing, like, be like, hey, like, what I'm going to be walking into is, like, nobody knows who I am. And it's going to be like, wow, like, I'm going to be greeted by a room full of people that are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to be greeted as. But I, those are the, the situations that, like, I just eh, I don't need to follow that rule. Like, mm -hmm. tuck your shirt in when you go into, like, like, dress codes. I fucking hate dress codes. Like, when we were at, we were at the, uh, 
the magic castle. And I was like, oh, you're gonna wear a suit and tie. Do you? It's do you straight need to up, wear a suit okay, and tie? this is the thing that's annoying about you, though. This is where, like, you, you all saw how I'm like, I respect these boundaries and things. So we go to, <laughs> this is where it, like, travels into, like, Fran's annoyed with you. So we go to the magic castle. We're already on a list. We already really don't have to do too much except for follow their dress code. And it says literally everywhere that there's a dress code. And if you're not on the, doing the dress code thing, you're a ding dong. And you're not going to be admitted or you're going to have to wear some weird jacket that they have in their costume closet. And so I tell Paul that there's even a, a TV show that has this exact same scenario planned out. And what does Paul do? Defies it, does whatever he wants. We show up, I'm dressed up, he's I was dressed up though, there. I was still dressed up. Like I still look nice, I had a no nice jacket. shirt on. It's specifically- I had a nice shirt, okay. Here's the thing though, like, say Barack Obama, No way. I'm just gonna lay out a scenario, okay? Say Barack Obama, who, who's <laughs> on record, like who hardly ever wore a tie. He, on a regular basis, he was like the workers' man, like president, right? So he so, hardly ever wore a tie. It wasn't unless like, he had to. It wasn't like Trump, where it was like in his best interest to wear a tie because he owned like a tie company. It's not. He wasn't like that. These like are my he own just, ties, he was just, ties. he was just himself. Like he'd come in and How he'd be it? like it casual. Barack Obama wouldn't wear a tie into the thing if he didn't want to. And they'd be like, oh yes, Mr. President, there's a seat right away, Mr. President, and he's like the workers' man, right? Paul. But there's a difference, like, why, okay, it's, but it's just a tie. So he's allowed to not, he doesn't have to wear a tie, but I do have to wear a tie. It's almost the same thing, like. Paul, stop. You're not Obama, and Obama is not at the Magic Castle, and you are not Obama at the Magic <laughs> I Castle. I'm just saying, and you're I also... understand that. I'm just saying that these, the rules are arbitrary. Like, it doesn't hurt anybody to, like, not wear a tie. So like, Paul who am I hurting? To, so Paul had to wear a stupid tie. That was provided to him because he refused to wear his own tie. Did you bring it? You brought it and you purposely left it in the car. I didn't think it would be necessary. I thought they were like, you needed a suit. That's what I thought. I didn't think the suit necessarily so needed a tie. Because I've also been in situations where you wear a suit, but you don't wear a tie, but you button the top button. And that's kind of a fashionable thing that I've seen a lot of people do. We were even watching a late night show. Kevin Hart was dressed like that. And you're like, well, it looked kind of fly. So it can look kind of fly if you don't wear a tie and you just button in the top button, right? So Paul was buttoned all the way to the tippy top. I wasn't buttoned all the way to the tippy top. I just had that one t button unbuttoned. It still looked nice. I looked like we were Look, ready for a still, nice dinner. No matter what. Because it's a dumb bullshit rule. <laughs> it's a bullshit rule. It's a Paul to wear a loner tie. If you were like, okay, so if they had some rule for women where you're like, okay, you have to show, you have to wear a dress where it shows cleavage. Okay, uh -huh. think of it that way. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so we're gonna wear this dress that wears cleavage. And uh -huh. You go into this place and be like, you can't come into this building unless you wear cleavage. And you're like, we have a dress for you that'll show off your cleavage. And you're like, ah, fuck. All right. So and that's, but that's kind of what you have to jump through. It's like here's just a tie. It's an arbitrary rule, but it's like you got to do it because they say to do it. And you're like, it doesn't hurt the place to not wear a tie. It doesn't make it any less fun for anybody else. You're not hurting anybody by not wearing a tie. Why do you have to wear a fucking tie? Like that's the part that I'm like. I don't like rules that are just there just to be rules. And that's like, that's what that is. It's just like, don't say a thing just to not do it. Like, you know what I mean? That there's, like when you're on TV and then you, they're like, you can't swear or you gotta do a clean set. There's like reasons for that. You're like, well, we can lose out on advertising. We can, you know, like this is a certain demographic of this particular show. Can I, like, I, I get that. But there's like, 
arbitrary things that are like, okay, well, I can't, you know, like wearing a tie. Like a, a Let dress me ask code you this. is. How did the tie smell? Did you smell it? No. That's weird. Why is would it? I do it? Why did I just, why would I just smell it? I a mean, tie? it's somebody else's piece of clothes. I always smell someone else's clothes if I have to wear it. I don't know. I've gone thrift store shopping a lot. It just smells like clothes. Like it smells like, you know, kind of musty and not it's really. Not good. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of gross. Like I don't, I don't know. The tie is not like a pair of underwear. I don't know. I remember when I was younger and we went clubbing, and I think I wore, I wore like a pair of like tennis shoes to like a club. It was like a pair of Converse or something. And the guy was like, oh, you, you can't come in this place unless you wear like dress shoes. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm just not gonna come here. And I think that's a good way to just be like, man, I don't need to go to your business. If you're gonna have these dumb rules, I don't have to pay you money to get in here. Like I just, I think that there's a way to like. Just let me in, and like I'm not gonna create any problems for you. Just let me into your business, and I'm still gonna give you my money, and I'm still gonna do all the things that you need, you know, tip and buy a drink and all those other things. But like I don't want to wear certain things because I feel uncomfortable. So it's like, why do I have to jump through all your hoops just to be in this building? I'd rather just not be in the building. Mm -hmm. Now with the Magic Castle, I really wanted, he wanted to go. wanted to be in the building. I wanted to go. So it's like, here's the rules, and I was like, these rules are dumb. Do you guys get that these rules are dumb? Who wrote these rules? Like, I want to see a guy. And how like, did that go? These are the reasons for the rules. He brought it up to the people who work there, and the people who work there were like, we hear this all the time. Would you like to wear a rental tie? Yeah, and I was we like, have to fine. hold on to your credit card. But guarantee, like if David Copperfield <laughs> walked in and he just he always has like all of his buttons unbuttoned. He like wears like a silk black shirt with like four like four buttons. It's like it's unbuttoned to his like, <laughs> fucking belly button, right? And he's like, I'm David Copperfield. Like if that dude just like was like, and he just like walked into the magic, he just appeared in the magic castle. They wouldn't make him wear a tie. And that's what I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm not David Copperfield, but, like, why is there rules, but certain people don't have to follow them? You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to follow this, other people don't have to follow it, like, it just bothers me. I don't we know. We had a guy who come. this just reminds me of, like, this customer who came into the store recently, and he had this attitude of, like, give me what I want, I am important. I, mar I write the rules of what this store is truly capable of doing. Your rules don't matter to my world. And it was so funny because I felt like I was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with like a brat, right? Like a five-year-old brat, but he was like a 45-year-old <clears throat> brat that was just a man with facial hair now. And, <laughs> and hey, his, what are you trying to say? And his kid was the most reasonable person in the room. Like it was clear that like this was a re or a life that was being relived and while he was uh living a life of luxury his child was clearly his mother and like he was the child and so he kind of threw a temper tantrum with um another employee to receive two skates at the same time which is not a thing that we do because we are not under our liability and our bonding we are not a rental company we are not a roller skating Oh, you're facility. talking about when you try on the skates. You try on one, one at, a at a time. Yeah. And he like insisted that he deserved to have both because of something in his life that he wouldn't disclose to us. Um, perhaps he was a famous man. Perhaps he was just not a famous person. Perhaps he was a brat. And uh, he was. And so she's like, I gotta go get water. I will be back. And I was like, I'll take this. And so he's looking at a real low-end skate that we have, and he's being real finicky about it. And I'm like, hey man, um, if you want to try on our top shelf thing, we have a rule. You're clearly not following it, and I can only assume that it wasn't explained to you properly, so I'm going to explain it again. 
Um, and I will not be giving you two skates of our top shelf skate because we are not a rental company. This is a business. We run it in this capacity. Uh, You're also afraid that they're going to skate yeah, off? Well, not just, it's, that's one aspect of it, but then there's a whole other aspect of it of people oftentimes are very overly confident in the reality of their own world. And when you put on roller skates to an overly confident mind on a body that hasn't roller skated since they were maybe five, the learning curve in all real reality is three months. So I'm just going to keep it real. You're going to have to learn how to skate. There's no magic recipe to it. You're going to have to learn how to do it. So oftentimes people don't know what their own level of skill is because you're relearning an attribute of essentially walking. And as an adult, when you're relearning that stuff, it's a humbling experience that is an experience that you have to have, not in our store. Like, you need to go someplace else to go learn how to do that. Don't learn how to skate within my store. Also, like, so you give them both the skates, they fall down they the don't, store. They don't listen. They're instantly trying to, like, skate around the store. But they, they could fall and, and they can have a fall And it's a whole thing, yeah. which is why when you're trying them on, it's one at a time. Because we're sizing you for a product. Our responsibility is to explain to you how it works, to explain to you the sizing, to get your proper fit and to connect you to other resources outside of our store to learn how to do these things. And they exist and we'll, we'll share it with you. Um, what we do not do is allow you to skate around the store, allow you to try both things on and scooch, 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 and essentially get your way at skating around like you're at a rental place. And so he's borderline doing that. And his child who's already come in and purchased skates is like trying to like let me try to explain to him what's happening here and she's trying to explain to him like that this is not appropriate it's one at a time it makes sense please be logical daddy um, and he's like no I'm gonna do what I want and so I give him only one skate at a certain point and like filter out the other skate so now he's down to what is reasonable and within our um, terms of terms of contract in our space this is my facility not yours <laughs> and, um, and so I had to like talk to him. I had to t explain it to him like this and um, eventually he got on board but man he sure did want to explain to me how my business runs and what's good for him. It was almost like he didn't want to Let's wear see a tie. That. See what those rules. <laughs> those make sense. But those rules those make, make sense. sense. Yeah, those rules make sense. What I'm talking about doesn't hurt anybody. Like me not wearing a tie doesn't set the place on fire. It doesn't like create. And that's just, just those little bullshits. Like little bullshits. I don't really like. Paul doesn't like the little bullshits. The little bullshits. Like <laughs> I'm not the only person that's like that. But I feel like uh, I was watching. We were watching the Saturday Night thing again with Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle comes on and he's smoking a cigarette like on TV. And they were basically, they were like, why do you get to smoke this cigarette? And he's like, or he's like, you don't, well, somebody came up to him and he's like, you don't get to smoke a cigarette. And he's like, you don't get to smoke a cigarette. Mm. And I was like, I'm not Dave Chappelle, but other people are keen to those bullshit rules. Right. And cigarettes are a whole nother thing because it's like, now you're making me smell it. It gives you cancer. It gives all these things. But like, at the end of the day, like we all used to be able to smoke cigarettes inside during your meal on an airplane of all fucking places so it makes sense that like he's still kind of like whatever you know it's not hurting anybody you know like i'm smoking my cigarette like you don't have to smoke it and it's one of those things where you're like does it really matter at the end of the day does it really matter and it's like yeah like your rule of like making the guy 
only wear one skate at a time does really matter because if he, there is this scenario that he could fall. Yeah. And he could, you know, he could yeah. hurt himself and now he could sue the store. The store doesn't make a whole bunch of money to where like if you got sued for a significant amount, you would be the right. store would close. Whereas like if I don't wear a tie, eh, the store is going to go on. It will go on. Yeah, life moves on. Like it's okay. And the same thing with James Chappelle puts out a cigarette. Like we all forgot that he was smoking a cigarette. Like let him have his little smoke, and then he's done. Like he's, life moves on. It's not the end of the world. And those are the rules that, like, I don't like. It's like people treat these little bullshits like the end of the world. Like, oh, you snuck candy into the movie theater. You know, it's the end of the world. You like, have to have Christmas really, is over. So you really have to have, I, and I get this too, you're right. Like, having more of a forgiving attitude, chilling it out a little bit. There are places where you can't, like, necessarily cross boundaries with, with your requests and stuff like that. And there's a lot of, like jobs that you have to have where you really do need to roll with the punches like people could say crazy shit to you in other forms of, of business which has me thinking about like what could happen if you let's say like Ethan right like my friend Ethan's a nurse <laughs> what if you have somebody say some crazy whack-ass stuff to you while they're like being put out for anesthesia like do you like what could happen to you in that job like what are the like you can't react to like what people are telling you or saying to you because they're like under so like they're under like oh i said some like that shit to people while i'm under drugs yeah because you had surgery recently but like say you were like your secret racism or something comes out like, yeah you, you just, just call, say some crazy like, stuff you just call everybody the n-word you while can't. you're like out you know i honestly I, i'm not sure if there would be a confidentiality in that like this is a safe this is a safe environment, right? But socially, like, like I work with folks with disabilities, right? So like, um, we'll take them out into the public and people get embarrassed because, you know, someone with a disability will make a bunch of noise. And you're like, oh, you're creating a scene. I was like, no, nah, this person just is like this. Like, I don't think it's like, just because you were embarrassed for us, doesn't mean we need to also be embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, you can go be embarrassed and own your own embarrassment. We're gonna do our own We're thing. We're continuing to And this has nothing lives. to do with you. This like, that social contract thing, and that applies to the thing that the the doctor is like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's like, because in this scenario, people go like, he's on drugs. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, people are like, oh, he's on drugs. But if you had no excuse, like, the drug thing is like big. Mm -hmm. Like, if you got in a fight when you're drunk, that's like, well, I'm not who I am. Normally, I'm while I'm drunk, so it's a little bit more forgivable. I made a stupid decision and I said something. Well, that you still have upset. to own it. Yeah, you know. But like, when you're in situations much beyond your control, and I think that being drunk, you're still within a level of your own control. It's your own scenario that you're making for yourself. Um, but like, if you're under anesthesia. There's a whole lot outside of your control. Yeah, right? and I say I say crazy stuff to people sober, and I'm like, this is fucking whack. But it's I do it because I think it's funny. I almost and I want to hear their reaction. I almost feel like the the idea of the word should, should, shouldn't, should, shouldn't is it? It's almost like you're saying like that is the social contract. Shoulds or shouldn'ts. Like you shouldn't do this. Shouldn't. What does should mean? But I, sh I should do it, but I don't have to. And that's kind of, it was like, do I have to wear a tie? Oh, you have to wear a tie. Like, why do I have to? What if I don't? Like, that's, you know, like, what if I don't? You should 
keep your shit together when you're drinking. Like, <laughs> you should. What if I don't do it? Or you have to, you know, like you have to be a certain thing. I was like, I think for me is more the like, no, you have to do it. And you're like, do I have to? That's really where it comes down to is like, while you're at church, you have to read the Bible. You're like, nah, I don't have to do anything. But you're you like, should. You should do it, but you don't have to do it. And I was like, I think for me, the line is that the like, you have to do this. And you're like, nah, bitch, I don't have to do anything. I don't like, have to do anything. I don't have but to do should sounds like a guilty term. Like, shameful. Like almost. you're getting like shamed into doing it. Right. This is something you should be doing. Like guilted into it. Like yeah, it's like a guilt. You should it's be like eating healthy. You should be exercising you should. more. You should be reading the Bible. It feels almost like the to. word should is a projection. Yeah. Without ownership of responsibility. It's guilt. It's like throwing things at people. Like expectations that you feel that they should have. You should. You shouldn't. Versus like, no, I need to, I have to, this is for the sustenance of my life. Like, <laughs> you know, should is weighted and it's like a tricky word. All right. Speaking let's... of should, we should wrap this up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you want to close this out, right? Um, yeah, yeah. How do I, how do I, um, thank you so much for joining us. You should be listening to us. You could, <laughs> you don't have to, but if you did, uh, we would appreciate you. Should we do us, appreciate you. Should find us on social media. You should. <laughs> you should. You don't have to, but you should. But you should. All right, thank you guys. See ya. Bye. Ah. I hope I our kiss looks super I awkward to, and sweet. I have to poop. <laughs> <laughs>